0: Hey, welcome to episode 203 of KT Confidential. Today, it's uh, all about me.
1: Welcome, Sylvia.
0: Hello. Thank you.
1: This is uh, KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. And today, we are uh, we have the pleasure of Sylvia Richards joining us.
0: Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be How here. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. good. Yeah, went to uh, the fall fair, of course. Yes, yes. Um, I did a giveaway actually as well.
1: Oh, nice. Yes. How did you What did you do?
0: So I uh, I gave away a family pass to oh, nice. uh, yeah to the fall fair. So I put it on. I went to the fall fair on the Thursday. That was the day when it wasn't open to the public. They were just doing. Um, it was judging for the cattle and the sheep right. and stuff. Um, so I went there. I would did a little video, posted on social media that I'm doing a giveaway. And known spin out to me, I had all these people like chiming in and I gave it away to a lovely family that was able to go and I've never met them before, but she, yeah, yeah, she put it out on her story. She had a great time. So it was exciting. That's fun. I
1: haven't been to that fair for a very long time. Well, I haven't done it for a couple of years. This is the first year since COVID, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say it's been over a decade since I went. (gasps) Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I just... Don't go, but just because I get busy. But I remember going to the Derby. They have the Demolition Derby. That was always a lot of fun. Yeah, And I know they had that again this year. Yeah. So that would have been fun to go to. We've
0: been going since since we had Lucas. So we've been going for 15 years. Um, Never missed a year until COVID. Right. Um, So this was our first year back after COVID, like you had said. Um, And it was great. The Derby was a little disappointing to me, though. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, because they had... I guess there were supposed to be four cars, but two got taken out even before it started. So there I was guess only they, two cars. So there was only two cars. Oh, that's not yes. a demolition derby. No, no. We're used to like ten cars down to yeah. six. Yeah.
1: I wonder what ended up with uh, two.
0: They did say that there was another derby. I guess either the weekend prior or maybe on the Friday, where I think a lot of the cars sort of got demolished
1: because. I remember at least, you know, upwards of a dozen cars, Absolutely. like you're saying. And it yeah. was quite loud the event. and long. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: This lasted like ten minutes.
1: Oh, that's yeah. sucks. the setup was well, half I'm an hour. I'm glad I didn't go now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'd asked me before what I was doing. So the reason I didn't go, because I did want to go. And Alicia and I discussed it and then we got totally sidetracked with stuff. Yeah. So for me, I ordered, um, you know, I'm into smart home stuff. Yes. So I posted recently, I ordered 35 light switches.
0: I saw that um, post.
1: So I spent the weekend installing those. Very tedious. Not necessarily hard, but very tedious. Mm-hmm. Some of the wiring was tricky, but I got it all figured out relatively easily. But it took a lot of time.
0: So is this just for your light switches? So. You like all your lamps? Like is it. I,
1: so I got a bit of everything. So. Okay. It, the, so there's different... When you're doing smart home stuff, there's different technologies you can use. So you can do Wi-Fi. Okay. There's another uh, communication type called Zigbee and another one called Z-Wave. Okay. Maybe more. I'm not sure. Anyway, mm-hmm. So after doing my research, I chose Z-Wave, mm-hmm. which is a bit more complex. Like Wi-Fi is kind of plug and play. You right. Connected to your Wi-Fi. You use the app, app for on that company and it works. So the reason I went with Z-Wave is because... It's. I found it's more customizable, mm-hmm. but it's very, uh, not very, it's quite complicated. Okay. So you need to have a separate, I ordered a little computer that I run specific software okay. on Okay,
0: so yeah, I was wondering like how they're all
1: Yeah, so you have this little computer connected all the time running a piece of software called Home Assistant. Mm-hmm. And you can use that to do basically anything. So my alarm is a smart alarm. So I can say to Home Assistant, I can say if my front door sensor goes, which means the door Mm -hmm. opens, turn the front hall light on. Or if my front camera sees somebody approaching the door, turn the light on outside.
0: Okay. um, So you can customize that. You can do whatever you want. That's awesome. And did you use all 30?
1: I actually, well, I, I, I miscounted what I needed. So I had, I installed 30 roughly and I had five extra dimmers that I don't want dimmers. I want just regular on off. Okay. So I've returned those and ordered the new ones. Anyways, by the end of this week, I'm hoping to have...
0: To have it all. Now today I'm going to have a super smart home. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's the idea. Yeah, I have a dumb home. Never have to touch a... (laughs) Most people do have dumb
0: homes.
1: (laughs) But you know, and that's a good topic of conversation. I think uh, on the next podcast, I was going to bring that up is what perceived value is there with all these various upgrades people do to their homes. And nowadays, smart homes is a thing and, you know, it's a big industry and I... Curious what value people see in that when they're looking at a house.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting.
1: Yeah. But I think a lot of houses too, they don't even really convey the added value of it. Mm -hmm. So you might move in and say, oh, this is a Wi-Fi switch. Yeah. Right? You don't even know. Yeah. So those things are kind of nice to promote before you sell it.
0: Oh, for sure. Maybe give you some more money. Yeah.
1: But today's topic, Mm -hmm. uh, you were leading into it nicely before when you talked about um, how you went to the fair, got the family pass, and gave it away on social. So mm-hmm. today I wanted to, first of all, celebrate your recent one-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to talk about you.
0: Oh, I want okay. to find out,
1: you know, tell the audience uh, how your first year has been to kind of give mm-hmm. people an idea for what works, what doesn't work, should mm-hmm. they transition to real estate. Um, not long ago we had a podcast with Steve Brooman on here. I was chatting with him. He transitioned at the age of fifty yeah. uh, into real estate, and he's doing great, and he loves it. I think most people at that age are probably like they feel stuck, right? Right. Like, oh, yes, I've got so know, you've 15 been doing years to retire. I'm just going to stick it out. Yeah,
0: which yeah. I don't 15 think 15 years you is a long time, it's right? A very so long if you're time. doing something you don't love, yeah, that is a long time.
1: Yeah, if you look back the last decade and think of what you've accomplished, you've mm-hmm. got you know, and you and. I would think you could accomplish things quicker as you get older because you're more experienced. Yeah, for sure. So we'll start off by uh, telling our audience um, at what age you transitioned to real estate. So a year ago, yeah. telling people your age here. Yeah, I don't mind. Or you mind. Can give a range yeah. if you no, want. No, no.
0: So I'm in my 40s. So 43. So okay. I was 42 when yes. I started. Um, and what yeah.
1: did you do then? Before real estate. I was at the school board. Okay. So you yeah. worked for a school board. I worked
0: at the school board. And
1: you transitioned to real estate. Yeah. And what yeah. inspired you to do that?
0: I, it's so funny. So prior to the school board, um, I was working at Mattamy and I was a PDI inspector and quality assurance inspector. Okay. So I got to work with the builders and I got to work with homeowners. Um, and as much as I loved doing the quality assurance, because you basically point out all the flaws to the builders. So you have that love-hate relationship because the warranty department loves you, but the builders hate you because now you're putting your sort of, you know, everything's on a timeline. And if you're pointing out flaws, those need to get picked up. Um, So I loved working with the homeowners during PDI. I loved showing them their homes, just the excitement on their faces, right? Um, You know, with the countertops, because picking... In the sales center, you're picking from little little samples. It's hard to envision for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Um. For some, it's easier, obviously, than others. Um. So to have them walk in and like see this finished product, it was wonderful. So, um, it you know it plays a little bit on your emotions. And me, I was young at the time, and I was going through the same process. I both my, my you're homes still were young. still young. Um. But at that time, I was going through the exact same process. I had just right. purchased my second home through Madammy. Both my homes were new build. Um, so I sort of, yeah, it just, I could relate with them. Um, And then having worked at the school board, we went through COVID and I'm like, oh, I want something more. I want something more. I loved working for the school board. I love the people there. Um, But I thought I knew I wanted more. The boys were getting older now. um, And that was one of the reasons why I love the school board and went there from Madame is because of that flexibility with the kids. I had both, I had two young kids. My husband worked shift work, so he was never really around. Um, So I wanted something where I had time off to be with them and be close to home um so yeah so I went worked at the school board but there was always that's something that I'm like oh I know I can do more and I know like this is not my forever
1: it wasn't challenging it wasn't challenging me enough so before we go on going back to working in as doing the pre-delivery inspections I'm curious so who did you feel you were representing more like was there pressure from the builder
0: it so uh, so it was I was working for the warranty department okay yeah yeah. which but is a
1: part of Madamemy
0: it is a part of Madamemy yeah okay. yeah so
1: do they give you a hard time for finding do they want you to like skim over things do they give they
0: you, do they okay. do um I did um I've got a pretty good eye um so there was one time it was a row of townhouses um uh, d- down by um Baker yeah um and there was the it was the end unit and I walked in and um I did I did my visual from the outside everything looked okay but then when I went inside the tiles were off, like they were sort of all sort of on an angle. Oh, I'm no. like, okay, so either the tile guy screwed up or the walls are not level. Some, somebody screwed up. Right. So as I was walking up the stairs and I kept looking down and I was like looking from different angles, it wasn't it wasn't the walls, it wasn't the floor, it was the front door. Oh. So as you, I walked outside, I sort of looked at the bricks, looked at the layout, and sure enough, that whole front of the house was just slightly off, but enough to oh. now that I saw it, I, I saw it every time. So that's a big deal. That's a lot of labor. That's a lot of extra that's days. Um, so for reasons like that, builders didn't like us. Of course. Um, but so you you're pointed there for, that out. But yeah, yeah. But ultimately was, you're yeah. there for the homeowner. Right. Um, because if I don't pick it up, chances are they might pick it up on their PDI. And then at that time, it might be too late to make those fixes. Right. Yeah. So, so is,
1: is that a time when people would bring a home inspector?
0: During the PDIs? Yeah. You could. I've never experienced an inspector okay. um, because during the quality assurance, that's sort of what we did. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was usually anywhere from about three to four weeks prior to the PDI. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And um, so you transitioned into real estate and you joined our team. Yeah. And... A few questions for you. So I've made a few notes here. So first of all, actually, one that came up today because I'm looking at getting a new vehicle, and they oh, asked okay. me how many kilometers I would need for a lease. Yeah. I said twenty would be plenty. Um, that could be different. I've only done less than ten thousand a year over the last three years, oh, wow. but throughout your and this may not be a a good time to ask you because COVID is a bit times were different. Yes, we weren't commuting as much. Right, but. How many kilometers do you think you drove in your first year?
0: Um, oh gosh, I don't know, but a lot, a lot than I was used to Okay, because I worked in Milton. I shopped in Milton. My kids, other than for hockey, we didn't really have to travel. Right. Um, so yeah, when I first started, it was when I first started, the market was super hot. Um, so I had a couple of buyers in Toronto looking for condos and I had them in Cambridge. So it was like constantly back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I did a lot of kilometers. Okay. Yeah. How many? I don't know. No
1: idea. Okay. (laughs) And it's, it's probably not a fair question to ask because during COVID it was definitely less than it would be outside of those times. So a year from now, I'm going to ask you again. Okay. So make a note. Yeah. So
0: I'm going to make a note. And I should know, I should know, right. I should know how much mileage because, um. It's funny. I just took a picture of it recently for my, because uh, I had to renew oh, my sticker. your license or whatever, your sticker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I and often it, just make it's that It's funny number you up. say that because I did get a new car for real estate purposes because oh, right. my CRV was like, yeah. I love that car to death, but it was 13 years old. So you don't, don't know how me- many
1: kilometers, when did you get the car?
0: So I got it uh, August of last year.
1: And you don't know how many kilometers are on it? <laughs> Approximately?
0: I would say, I don't want to guess. No. No, I don't want it because I'm going to throw out a number and okay. I'll, it'll be like ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. No. We'll find out. We'll and find out. We'll get back
1: to that question later. Um, where would you, I guess, so getting into real estate over the last year, where has been, how have you found family and friends in terms of a source of business? Because a lot of people, I think, get started and they assume that's where their business is coming from. Yeah. How have you found it?
0: So... My first transaction was my parents. Yeah. Um, aside from my parents, I haven't dealt with any family or friends. Um, just because I guess they're not at that point right now in their life where they're needing um, you know, to purchase or to sell. Um,
1: so have you let me rephrase that. so have you had any close people to you, family or friends, mm-hmm. uh, move mm-hmm. or purchase an investment property? Uh, and not use you, no, okay,
0: no, I did have one um um one set of friends um that actually needed a condo for their parents that okay. have used me um but other than that, no, there's okay. been nobody that's moved um purchased an investment property or sold a property um, that I know of that's close to me.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I would would go
0: after them. I would totally go after uh, them. uh, What uh, are you doing? Maybe you're really, (laughs) that's
1: good. You're maybe very close with everybody. But I think that's a big misconception that people have is that they assume that by default uh, and, you know, getting their license by default, those close to them will automatically go to them.
0: Yeah. And that's not always the case.
1: Quite often it's not the case. And I think for people getting into the business, it's important to understand that um, it's a big decision. Mm-hmm. It's a big financial, uh, it's a big transaction. There's a lot of financial uh, implications if things go wrong. And a lot of friends and family don't want to put that on or bet the relationship on that. Yes. Right. Yes. So uh, I would almost say you kind of have to rely on the fact that this, Realistically, not going to happen. Yeah. Parents, maybe. Yeah. But even then, like, it's I guess hard. it depends on it's how much they hard. trust you, right? Yeah. So you really have to convey to them that you're competent. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people in this business that are not. um That's, you know, outweighed by those who are, I would say. But it's I guess a you can rely on them for
0: references, I right? Hope Referrals. So. I would right? hope so. Oh, that's the um, best. Is
1: I'm going to use this person, but I'll refer you. I'll refer you. Right? Like, oh, go to hell. I don't need your referrals. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. That happens. Yeah. I had that happen recently. Even after a decade, I don't get every deal. And one girl, she said, oh, I decided to use this other person. But you're great. I'll refer you. Thanks. So nice of you. (laughs) <laughs> I wish you all the best, right? Um, where, what has been your best source of business?
0: Um, I think referrals. Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. From yep.
1: your sphere of influence,
0: People um, closest to you, people close to you, um, as well as clients of the team. Yeah. Right. Um, so leads coming in. Right. Um, so
1: for those contemplating to get in on their own versus with the team, there maybe there's absolutely an advantage
0: of course okay yeah yeah
1: and getting started so why i said your uh comment earlier led into this nicely and that was you doing the whole giveaway on social for mm-hmm. a family pass to the fall fair um what have you done or where do you find um opportunities to network like how do you connect with people
0: um me personally i connect with a lot of people through my kids sports yeah. right um so hockey um my younger one's still in hockey my older one transitioned from hockey to football um so there's that and then um I don't know. Like I enjoy, I enjoy doing stuff for the community. Like um, we did the tree planting event. Um, So I enjoy things like that. Um, You know, I would like to see um, doing, you know, doing more community events, right? Maybe like, um, you know, food drive for Thanksgiving or for Christmas, Um, community cleanup. Right. Things like that. Just getting yeah. the public involved because we, st- Milton's growing, but we still, it's still a small town. And there's a lot of people that love that small town feel. Um, and I got a lot of feedback about that during our tree planting event, right. Where people appreciated that they like helping the community. They like doing things. They like making themselves feel like they've contributed. Yes. Um, so I actually had one parent, one family say that, you know, um, anytime there's events like this going on, please let us know. Cause we'll come and we'll volunteer. Um, Is that where
1: you're going tonight?
0: No, okay. no, no.
1: But it's, it's interesting to see because at that event specifically, there was, we, Ariel had joked while we were there saying, don't worry, everybody, our next event will be a fun one, yes. less labor intensive. But the feedback I got from people was like, no, I re- people really enjoyed it. it. And people went as far as to say, we would prefer this yes. to say and a movie night or whatever. That's right. That's uh, the exact so that same nice feedback I got. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was uh, satisfying. Yeah. Anyways, it was a fun event. People um, like
0: that feel good feeling, right? Like they're doing something, right? They want f- yeah. to feel like they're contributing and they want to feel like they're helping. Yeah. And, you know, it might seem like something small where I just planted a tree or planted a shrub, but you get 50 people planting trees and shrubs and there's 200 trees later.
1: Yeah. Right. So aside from, so are there any things you are doing, um, Outside of like, let's say you were already doing sports with your kids and involved with school and stuff like that. Is there anything you've made a habit of doing to network more now than what you were doing before? Or are you just like double downing on what you were doing?
0: I'm sort of double downing on what I was doing. Is it just double
1: downing? No, doubling down. Doubling Sorry. Doubling down. down.
0: <laughs> I just repeated. Yeah, I know that, you did. That's not your I fault. Didn't That's what I'm a correcting. <laughs> I'm correcting us on my behalf. Yeah. Um, so I'm a bit of an introvert, right? So um, it's getting into real estate has really have like, it's forced me to sort of start coming out of my shell. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing that slowly. Um, so right now, I'm just sort of, I'm, um, focusing on what I have accessible to me, which is my sphere of influence. And yeah, sort of pursuing that a little bit right. more. That's yeah. good. Well, yeah.
1: I'm much the same. I'm a hundred percent an introvert and I feel awkward in, uh, environments where there's large groups of people. I'd much rather have one or two people yeah. and that's it.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> um, so it it takes an effort to get comfortable in those scenarios and you may never get to that. Right. And I haven't, I always feel a bit awkward, but I enjoy it still. Yes. And yes. I work and myself up thing, and I try to right? get it's excited. Enjoyment. About it. Yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> Grant Cardone says it really well. He says something about, you just have to get beyond obscurity. You got to make sure mm-hmm. people know you. Right. And, you know, being an introvert, uh, poses some challenges with that where somebody who's an extrovert may, uh, more easily accomplish that. Yes, But people who are introverted can do it too.
0: Absolutely. For
1: me, what I did was, um, I came out of an industry where I was confined to an office seven days a week, 10 to 14 hours a day. I was never available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as soon as I got out of that business, I just started hanging out with friends again. And I would go to the pub more often. I would, you know, go hang out yeah. with people. And through that, I made so many connections, um, many of whom are friends to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, some I can think of on the top of my head that have referred probably a dozen people individually yeah. to me over the last 10 years, 11 years. Um, and that's how I yeah. did it. And it was fun. Yeah. Right. So you yeah. f- you find ways that you, you enjoy find doing ways. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, yeah. now back to the tree thing. So you, we needed volunteers. Mm-hmm. So we had the team, everybody went out to find people to come. Yeah. And you had a family come mm-hmm. that you didn't know at the time, mm-hmm. but you're going to see them tonight. Yeah. Um, how did, so how did you connect with them?
0: Um, social media. Okay. So I put it out there. They were ones that I put out through on Facebook. We have our neighborhood chat. Um, and I put out this event um, and they responded, yeah, please sign us up. We'd like to come volunteer. Nice. Um, so I had um, three families like that, that oh, actually cool. I didn't know. And they just sort of came out and, and did yeah. that. So it's great.
1: So that's fun because that's for a sure. comfortable way for Absolutely. somebody who's introverted to meet people.
0: Because yeah. <laughs>
1: you get to meet each other yeah. virtually, virtually, online. Yeah, And then they attend a big event where, you know, you don't feel
0: uncomfortable right. because exactly. everybody's doing yep. their own thing and yeah it, it wasn't a forced sale they volunteered There, nice yeah
1: and now yeah. maybe friends for life who knows maybe
0: yeah you but never and know. you're going
1: to see them tonight because mm-hmm. they want to know how much your house is worth yeah so yeah that's great
0: yeah it's very exciting plant
1: a tree sell see? a house that's make right a friend yes um and have the fun circle doing of life, it right? yeah exactly <laughs> um what does your daily routine look like do you have one
0: Um, are you
1: working on it still?
0: I'm still working on it. Um, I'd like to say I have one, um, but it's still hard not to get distracted. Right? It's still hard. Um, I find if I'm away from the house, if I'm... Now it's a little bit easier because now the kids are in school. Um, But because Steve works shift work when he's home, it's the... Not that he's bothering me, but he thinks I'm accessible because he's not me, used to me working from home. So when he yeah. think when I'm working from home, he thinks that, oh, it's OK. She can pause whatever she's doing and come spend some time with me because we haven't seen each other in days.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So that's
0: a little bit tough.
1: So what are your number Top three distractions.
0: Um, housework. Yeah. Family. Okay. Um, and cooking. OK. Yeah.
1: So housework is self-induced. Yes. That's you yes. probably saying. Yeah, because oh, as I'm sitting in the
0: office, I'm like, oh, maybe I should wash the windows yeah. or the shutters need a little dusting. I used
1: to do that. When I first started working from home, it was a hard transition. I'd yeah. be like, okay, I'm going go to go downstairs get a coffee.
0: Yeah, you and know. that coffee, whereas at work, going to make a coffee would take five minutes. At home, going to make coffee turns to half an hour, maybe Easy. even an hour. Oh, dishes need to be done. Yes. Oh, the
1: dishwasher is clean. I'm going to empty it. Yeah. Oh, da da da, da Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so... Cleaning, I don't feel bad for you, it's your own fault. <laughs> um, distractions from family, it's a learning curve. Yep. I went through it, especially when Tessa got to an age where she was more free and mobile. Yes. And she would, you know, I was always stuck up in my office upstairs, which is now one of their bedrooms. And um, she would just come in and interrupt me. Yeah. And it's tough because I'm very focused and I, I... Still was nice to yeah, her. Yeah, but
0: you don't want to brush them off. But you know, I just kick her out
1: the door and say, "Go see mommy." <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to brush her off for sure. But it did become an issue, and I recognize that. So that's when we got this office because Ariel and I were at a similar stage where we're just like, "Well, it's too many distractions at home, so we need somewhere to go." Yeah. And um, and now that we have this, it's kind of nice to have. You kind of bounce between yeah. both. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the whole family. Your kids are older than mine, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that would be. But, I mean, with Alicia, so I can relate from a spouse perspective. She's always been really good. Um, she does her thing. I do mine. We always, you know, we'll have lunch together and stuff. But, yeah. But for sure, it uh, takes some getting used to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for you, sure.
1: You got to set them straight sometimes. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'm not home right
0: now. I'm not home right now. Yeah. Never mind. I can hug you later. <laughs> and what was the
1: third one? Or was uh, that? For cooking. Cooking. Food. For who?
0: Oh my gosh! So Lucas, he's going on sixteen. He he could eat twenty four seven. Okay, twenty four seven. I will make a huge meal, thinking it'll be enough for tonight. Leftovers for tomorrow. It's done before the day is over because he'll have his share. Like he'll have a second, and then just before bed, he gets hungry, so he wants another snack. So he'll.
1: He's sixteen years old. I know. <laughs>
0: He's 16, he's going on 200 pounds, he works out every day, yeah. so he, he blinks he and a he's... a lot of food,
1: I bet. Oh, yeah he, yeah. he
0: blinks and he's burning calories. Right. So, yeah. You yeah. can't just say... Go make yourself go make a yourself peanut butter some sandwich? Something. No, because I can't keep up with the bread. <laughs> I go through so much bread. Oh, because <laughs> if, if
1: if you leave it up to him, he just picks the easy yes. stuff, which is yeah. normal. Yeah, because sure. it's too
0: hard to wash an apple or cut up. Oh, God cut forget. up carrots or... Peppers or cucumbers. Well, you just need to pre-cut it on <laughs> Sunday do. for the yeah. whole week. But then it'll be gone in one day. Oh, if it's right.
1: available, we eat it.
0: Yeah. That's Which tough. is a good thing, but you can't keep up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess every age has its yeah. challenges.
0: Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. Mine is that they won't eat.
0: They won't eat. So you can't yeah. make,
1: you know, unless it's macaroni and cheese macaroni or and pizza cheese, and even pizza fish. quite yeah. often. Chicken or nuggets. I'm, I have a problem with goldfish. I was going to say fetish. It's not a fetish. I do not have a fetish. I have an obsession. No, not an obsession. I'm addicted to goldfish. You are? Yes.
0: Oh. Goldfish- so do you know that made good now yeah. has, Um, it's like a, it's like a similar to goldfish. It's the okay. same crispiness. I think they're shaped as stars, but they're good for you.
1: And they- So that's the problem. Goldfish are terrible. Super salty.
0: Yeah. So and, try uh, made have, good. Yeah.
1: I got to stay away from salt. Yeah. Uh, I'll look at that. Thank mm-hmm. you. That could be a good solution, but I've actually been able to manage it over the last week. Oh, I'm glad. Because you're
0: you're not ten. No, (laughs) but like my
1: go-to snack would be. I'm just uh, salt is terrible with me, but I love it. So I'd have goldfish, some cheese, yeah, and sometimes a pickle.
0: Oh, and a
1: glass of wine. Like that's heart attack, heart attack on a plate. (laughs) It's terrible, but like your son, it's easy.
0: It's easy, right? You
1: just grab a handful of whatever you want, put it all together, and snack on it.
0: Yeah, I like my pickles too, but with wine and ye- red wine.
1: No, if I'm having wine, there's no pickle. <laughs> if there's no if there's no wine, there's a pickle. There's it's a like pickle. <laughs> There's certain okay. combinations that work and certain yeah. combinations. Mind you, that they don't work. they're
0: both fermented, so it should be okay, right? Like they're I both. I would think so. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, but the cheese, the crackers, and the wine yeah. obviously yeah. go together. Yeah, so the
0: cheese you have that. Yeah, it all sort of blends nicely in. And-
1: yeah, but I've been trying to find healthier. Like last night, I just had a plain. Whole wheat pita and dipped it in hummus.
0: Okay, yeah, so, so boring, but healthy. Boring.
1: It's not bad though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it 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 got me through the craving.
0: There you go. But I'm with you. Salty. I like. I could open up a bag of Miss Vicky's and oh yeah, well, just eat the I, whole thing.
1: I tell Alicia now she's not allowed to buy chips mm-hmm. anymore yeah I'm sure she has some hidden somewhere that she <laughs> snacks on, but I have literally have a problem if it's in the house, I cannot you, yeah. stop myself from from eating it. yeah, it's like you know if I was an alcoholic, you couldn't have alcohol in yeah. the house. it's the same it's, same thing, yeah,
0: your salt addiction,
1: yeah, I don't know how to get away from it,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um how far would you drive to help a client
0: um I guess it depends on what it's for. Um, I've had clients um, that wanted, were looking for, I was helping them look for leases here in the area. And then um, they decided that they were going to go look in Waterloo area. Um, So I felt that might be too far. Um, We did go, we did spend one weekend looking, but I don't think I would you know, do that too often. Um, But if it's, you know, if it's a client that's serious and that's looking for a purchase, then yeah, of course, um, I would travel a little bit further.
1: Okay. So I think it's not an easy question to answer. Um, First of all, I think that some, as long as you, the the most important thing is that you have access to the real estate board that services that area. Right. As long as you have access to that, um, a professional can um, properly represent somebody in that area. Mm -hmm. They can do their due diligence. It might take more time for them to do it than a local agent in terms of doing evaluation, uh, familiarizing themselves with uh, current projects and development, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, But it's all very accessible, Mm -hmm. right? You just sit down, you have access to all the systems you need, you can educate yourself. So for me that's first and foremost if it's an area you don't have access to all the sales data you should not be there. Yeah. Period. Um aside from that though, you're right, there's so many variables. Like if I I generally wouldn't go up to Muskoka. No. But if I had a, a client that I've done 10 transactions with over the last decade and they're adamant about working with me and they want to buy a 5 million dollar cottage. Mm-hmm. Maybe then I would make an exception yeah. if, if I knew they were somebody that had reasonable expectations and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I'd refer them. I don't know. I'd yeah. have to put some thought into it, but
0: your sister-in-law wouldn't like that very much. No, he, she would hate
1: me. Hopefully right? she doesn't watch this episode. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm working on finding her some business. I sent her one referral. It was a terrible referral. no! So So maybe this client I'll send to her.
0: <laughs> maybe.
1: Um, yeah it it depends on realistically price matters it's got to make sense financially i'm not gonna help somebody with a lease super far away Mm -hmm. oh actually that's not entirely true either we've i have a good client locally uh that steve cicato and i are are working with uh together and i helped him buy and sell their house in milton Mm -hmm. and he owns a handful of condos in toronto and Uh, Ariel always reaps, uh, gives me a hard time about saying Toronto and emphasizing the T, I always say. Um, But we've helped them rent out his condos probably four or five times now. Yeah. So most people wouldn't do that. But, you know, I find most times when we go to areas where we don't do a lot of business, I remember when we started doing some business in Brampton. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember when it would have started, a few years ago anyways. The compliments we got from local agents was unbelievable. Amazing. They're like, uh, "How did you stage this? Like, who, yeah. how did you do that? We don't do this. You know, people.
0: Yeah. Not very many people do what we do. No, right? I
1: agree. And, um, you know, so there's, I think there's a general consensus maybe that you should only work with local agents. Yes. And that's how I lost that deal recently. I was talking about is they wanted to work with somebody locally um, and I couldn't persuade her otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know where I was going with that. Anyways. Yeah. I I think somebody that is professional and knows what they're doing takes the time to do things properly. Yeah. uh, Which I would categorize all of us as Mm -hmm. they can be very capable of outperforming a local agent.
0: Yeah. So. yeah, you just need to do a little bit more digging and a little bit more homework, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. it's a bit more involved, yeah. but very, very feasible. Yeah, so. oh, I agree. But yeah, it's always fun to get those compliments from other real of estate course. agents saying, oh, yeah. we never, you know, this isn't common around here. Like yeah. when did, you know, start doing videos. I remember we, when we started one. doing videos yeah. a decade ago and nobody was doing them. So we'd get a lot of feedback about that. But.
0: Yeah, we had one at the Savaline Open House. Oh yeah. Um there was an agent that came in. He's actually since started following him because I'm like, "Oh, I recognize this guy." Oh, I'm like, really? "Oh, that's the guy from the open house." Oh, funny. And he was doing fist pumps. He was he like he was he's like, "You guys do this, the brochures and the staging, and who did this and why you guys do this? I've never seen this before." So he was very impressed. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. Nice. The table toppers, the KT Porter with the digital brochure, like loved everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Nice yeah. feedback. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah
0: yeah especially from a realtor right yeah. you would think he was on our team cuz he was like super excited and very vocal about it and oh, cool. it was it was a full house that's nice so it was cool well that's cool. the
1: image we're trying to make Yeah, so I'm for glad it's sure. being received recognized that way. right yeah yeah so congrats on your first year
0: thank you uh, thank you to
1: wrap this up what do you where do you foresee yourself a year from now
0: um so i I've, I've, i think my first year was pretty successful and yes, i'm hoping I agree. i'm hoping my Going forward, it's just going to get so much better. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm, and I, and I think it will. I'm pretty positive and I think things are looking good.
1: So, the only thing is you're going to work on that routine. Yes. The routine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's typical. I'm still working on it to this day. Yeah. And I am very inconsistent with it. Certain yeah. things I'm good with, but some I am not. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Good. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for joining us today. Well,
0: thank you for having me. Have a good day. Yes. You too. That's it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Join us next time. Bye.